So referrals have nothing to do with the salesperson and making more money and more business. They have everything to do with your clients and friends looking good with their buddies and clients. So it's always about building relationships. And that's how you get not only a referral, but a referral partner at the same time. This is Outside Sales Talk, the best podcast for outside salespeople. I'm your host, Steve Benson, and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game. Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Tamara Bunty with us, and we're going to talk about how to multiply your deals with sales referrals. So uh, welcome to the show, Tamara. So Tamara is a sales coach and a master keynote sales speaker. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies, executives, managers, success coaches, and sales professionals. Tamara focuses her training, uh, focuses on training her clients to be peak performers in leadership and sales. So to jump into the questions here, Tamara, why are referrals so important for salespeople? Well, they're key uh, because salespeople need to build business from people that already know and love them. (laughs) And I work with a lot of salespeople. I used to do a lot of theory training until one day I told a a class I was teaching, I want you to go and call 10 people. And it turned out a bunch of them went and put 10 flyers in 10 mailboxes. And I said, that was not the assignment. (laughs) No, that's different. And, um, and so, but people were afraid and to call people, they, they want to teach me how to cold call. And I'm like, I can teach you how to cold call. I mean, it's fun. Uh, but you got to start with referral business. You got to start with people that are, it's the old theory. Don't love them and leave them. And so we have to be in contact with people that already bought from us. And then you can get multiple referrals from people and vertical referrals. And so I like to show people, I actually created a process that, um, you know, you have a 99.9% chance of actually getting a return phone call. Um, so most of the time it's hundred percent. So I'd like to show people exactly how do you get someone to call you back? How asking for a referral and obtaining referral business are two different skill sets. And so today I'd love to show your audience exactly steps they can take to do that and make a lot more money because sales is fun when you're making money. <laughs> Well, absolutely. Let's dig into that. How can salespeople position themselves to be to get these uh, referrals and 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 to make their clients excited to refer them? Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, um, you know, you you have to be in touch with your clients. Um, never love them and leave them. And so, I specialize in sitting down with people and making phone calls with them. In fact, I did it this morning <laughs> over Zoom, making phone calls. And it's just amazing how people fall into these, I don't know where they learn these sales techniques that just don't work, but essentially people, you need to pick up the phone and be in contact. It's friendship first, business second, in my opinion. So you've got to be friends with your clients, but then you have to know what you're asking for. And many people are lazy. They say, well, who do you know that might like to go through the same process you did? That's an F minus. That's not asking for a referral or they ask for an introduction for one particular company, which is also not a good idea. Um, I like to tell people that uh, the way I train people in sales, I built my business cold calling, right? And then of course it was, you know, I didn't know anybody when I moved where I, to where I live, but then from there I would get referrals, right? So how to grow that business. But I find salespeople need to know um, who they want to do business with. So first they have to be able to ask in a way 
that what I call vertical referrals. So instead of saying, let's say real estate, for example, who do you know that wants to buy or sell a house, right? I would say that's an F minus ask today. And people are doing it all the time. It would be better to go vertical and say, I was just wondering who you know that might be open to buying a second home. So that presupposes the way you're asking, the referring you to someone that already has money. <laughs> and it's more like a memory jogger. You're going to get a name and a cell phone number. So it's about asking clearly for who you want to do business with. But you have to make that phone call. And so it's a two to three minute phone call and you can get four, five, six names and cell phone numbers in three minutes. I mean, it's awesome. But most people never ask because they're too afraid. But referrals are really not about us and growing our business. They're about our clients looking good with their buddies and their friends. So there's you know, a lot of different avenues that people can take to build referral business, but it's much effective to do it over the phone, actually. That makes a ton of sense, yeah. yeah. Um, and when in the sales cycle exactly would you ask a customer for a referral? What's the timing on that? When they're happy. You always ask when they're happy, okay? <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're at. If they're in a good mood, that's a good time to ask. Um, usually when they're closing and you're giving them their keys or whatever it might be, okay, they're happy. If their dog just died, that's not a good time, okay? And that actually happened in the phone call. Someone called with the purpose of asking for referrals because I have a process. I'm like, here's your steps of what to do. And their dog literally just died. And I'm like, okay, can't do it. Can't ask, right? Um, but they have to be in a good mood. I did have a group though. This is so funny, a group of business brokers and the gentleman, now they're all sitting in the room. There's like eight guys all in suits, right? And then they are making phone calls with them. And this guy made $175,000 commission off of this one client. And it had been two years and he never talked to him since. $175,000 commission and never talked to his client. So I'm like, let's call him. And so I'm sitting right there. And so he calls him up and he was like, um, you know, Hey, it's Johnny with XYZ company. He's like, who? He goes, it's Johnny. Remember I sold your business a couple years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, what did you do with all that money we made you? Okay. I gave him that line <laughs> and he laughed and he goes, Oh, it was great. It was really great making all that money and selling my business, but I had to lose both my legs. True story on speaker phone. I've heard everything. Now I'm there pressing the mute button, feeding him lies because he's freaking out now. And I said, well, you can't move forward until they're happy. They have to be in a good mood and him losing his legs is not a happy conversation. So you have to switch it and say, well, I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, have you had a chance to get away, take a vacation? No, still not happy. Can't move forward. <laughs> okay. Well, if you were to go on vacation, where would be a place that would fill your soul and make you happy? Finally, he went positive, right? Then he looks at me like, do I ask? I'm like, yes, he's happy. And then he went in, well, I was just wondering who you, who you know that's like you, super successful, that might be open to buying or selling their business. And uh, the guy was like, oh, you know, I think I've got a couple guys ready to sell their business. What's your name again? What's your number? <laughs> and um, he got off the phone. He thought it was horrible. And he goes, it was inappropriate to ask. I said, no, it was not inappropriate to ask because it wasn't about you. But shame on you for him not having your cell phone number and you made $175,000 commission. The number one reason why salespeople don't follow up with a prospect or a client is because they can't find their phone number. It's really that shocking. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's so pathetic. People don't even believe me. In fact, I did, I have an online course where I did live, no editing of um, a couple gentlemen making phone calls. And the guy goes to call, this is on video. I mean, it's proof that it's like, uh, like a disease. He goes and he calls a client. He had sold his mother's home and was helping him, his son buy a home. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you called. I couldn't find your phone number. 
And he was like, what? <laughs> like, see, it's everywhere. You know, you have to go on someone's email, type in their name, call the number from the signature because they're not organized. I mean, organization is a huge problem with prospecting. But when you get into referral business, a lot of times it's been so long, people don't know what to say. So I like to go in and show people how do you warm up a past client? And then how do you get the vertical referrals? And then how do you position yourself so that you're going to get the name and cell phone number? And then more importantly, what's the voicemail you're going to leave so that that prospect actually calls you back and you win the business? So there's a lot of components to it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and on first blush, it's one of these things that seems so easy. It's like, oh, should I be getting referral business? Should I try to get referrals? And of course I should. Everyone knows that. But the actual process of it you can do really well, or you can do it in a way that isn't going to work as well. You, you, you know, it's all about the, the way you lay it out. It, why don't we do a role play for our listeners where you'll, you'll ask for the referral and I'll, I'll be, I'll be the, the customer who can refer. Let's pretend that I'm a, I'm a, a dentist and you've sold me a laser um, that, that works for teeth. And that was like a year ago. Okay. So you're my client and you're happy. I'm happy with the laser. Yeah, it's working great. Okay, so you're still Steve. Steve. <laughs> I'm still Steve. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Steve. So what's new in your world? What's going great? Um, you know, uh, it's been a tough year in the world of dentistry because, you know, with, with COVID, people have been afraid to come into the dentist. So, you know, we're getting about 45% less patients than we were. So it's been a tough year, but you know, uh, it's not like I've had to close the office or anything. Things are still, things are still going. They're just going badly. Oh, well, I was thinking about you the other day because I went and got some vegan donuts and I thought you guys might like them, but then I was like, you're the dentist. You'll be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually do have a sweet tooth and I eat a lot of fruit. I just, after every, after every meal or every time I eat sugar, I wash my mouth out with water and then I brush my teeth. A good reminder. A good reminder. <laughs> yeah. So, how's the family? Has everyone been healthy? Yeah. Yeah. You know the 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 kids are doing great. Actually, you know it's a tough year with them being out of school, but um, you know my my wife's homeschooling them, so there's been some real upside there. You know, a lot of time getting to spend together. I, I don't know if they've learned as much as they normally do, and she's she's sick of it. But it's been a I think overall it's been a positive experience to you know bring the family together. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Well, awesome. Well, in addition to thinking about giving you some donuts, because we go and get them every week. My son loves these pepper box donuts. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if you want more clients, we just need to send them there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I actually appreciate you giving out as many donuts as possible. That's <laughs> <laughs> I, I make money off the cavities, actually, after all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, Steve, I was also, you know, just wondering who else, you know, that might be um, open to, I'm trying to think what I sold you. you Lasers. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a laser that makes teeth whiter. Okay. Um, Who else, you know, that might be open to um, buying some cool lasers, maybe some of your colleagues, you know, I speak at a lot of different conventions. So um, I was wondering uh, who else might be uh, open to um, adding the laser as one of their upsells to uh, their dentistry office. Well, you know, it's it's actually funny you should bring that up um, because I was thinking uh, I, I, I play in a, a league of, with some guys 
that I went to dental school with, and there's other guys too. There, you know, there's some physicians. They're not as good as basketball. Basketball, but I play. The dentists are better. But uh, we we play in this league, and I was, and, and and your product was has been really helpful to me because the you know my my customers really like the whitening, and and it's a great upsell for me um, in terms of my business. And I was talking to one of the guys, and I was saying that they should check you out. Um, but I just gave him the name of the company. I didn't give him your name. Um, but I'd be happy to to uh, get his uh, get his number for you, and you can use my name when you talk to him. Um, it's it's John Daly, and he's at five 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 seven two three four six two three. So is John like a friend of yours? Are you guys just like like work buddies, or? Yeah, I mean. He's another dentist. He, you know, his practice is very similar to mine. He has, he works with three other dentists, um, over in Bucktown, uh, you know, good guy, crappy three point shot, but, uh, he's a solid dentist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, he's, uh, I think they're doing they, they, right now they're doing a lot of those like tray whitening things. He and I were chatting about it and I was saying, this is uh, a quicker rip. And, you know, easier for the customer, you know, they, people don't like to actually put the trays in their mouth. You can just take care of it for them in 30 minutes here. Okay, cool, cool. All right. So because I don't know the whole dentist thing, but what I would train someone to say at this point would be now I'd go into five other, what I call ors. like who else, like someone in the Buckhead area or someone maybe out of state, that's a friend, or maybe even someone that you need six different like types of referrals. Other so, ways to get them to think about who they know. Yeah, yeah. So you give me one person's name. Now I want five more. But okay, I only okay. get five more if I, because I'm just trying to think like, <laughs> I did one training for a dentist's office, but it was like five years ago. <laughs> so like what, um, what else, what other kind of referrals would I want to get? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's just getting clear. Um, like if it was real estate, it would be, who do you know that, is looking to buy a second home or who do you know that um, wants to expand their house into a larger home? Who do you know wants to buy a lot and build their dream home? Like different ores, different examples of, oh, oh, I got a guy. Oh, I got a guy. Yeah. You're trying to trigger thoughts for them because this isn't top of mind for them. They don't really think of their friends as, as being leads. Right. But if I have prepared my, what I call six ores, it would be a lot easier that conversation would keep flowing and you'd give me another name and another name and another name. I mean, it's just, it's like magic. And, and so, so once you've kind of written out this process, written out your oars, um, and then you just kind of, you, you like to do this over the phone, just like touch base phone call and just kind of fly through, yeah. fly through your Rolodex, huh? Yeah. So it's easy. It's just what you get them to be happy, right? <laughs> Which we finally got you happy, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then um, be a little witty, talk about the donuts, right? This came into mind because we just got donuts the other day. And then, um, uh, you know, just wondering, I'm just curious who you know that's like you uh, that might be open to blah, blah, blah. And then you have your six oars. But here's the thing. I can guarantee you'll increase your business 30% if you do six oars over the phone with every person. If you don't do your six oars, you're not going to make as much money. Okay, so you just tag 30% more income on just by calling two people a week and asking for referrals. That's 104 asks in a year. Okay, most people are like, well, they'll call me when they'll think of somebody. No, they won't, right? It's like someone will just give me a testimonial because they made, they doubled their income. No, you have to ask for it. Well, that's the irony of it. 
but you've got to be very clear. So like, for example, I think people need a referral form. Here's mine, fancy referral form. And then I turn it into a connection card like this. You can see it. So I give away a free program. And on my connection card, it just simply says refer Tamara. Who else can we make a positive impression on? Who do you know that hires speakers such as a meeting planner, association president, speaker bureau, trade group, VP of sales for a large sales team or an entrepreneur that wants to sell more and scale fast? And then people will fill it out. They just will fill it out. Mm -hmm. and be amazed. Like, oh, here's a speaker bureau. She's my best friend. And she's like the president. And then here's, oh, here's this, um, you know, you need to speak for Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, here's the president. You need to get it. I mean, it's right, just a right. Um, so you're actually, just to clarify, um, a connection card or a referral form, is it the same thing or is that two different things? Well, it's the way that you're doing it. So if you're at a dentist's office, you would have more of a connection card, something that's smaller like this that's always on the desk, right? And you give them something as a gift. It's not a, I'll give you this if you get me that. It's just kind of like a reward, right? Um, but a referral form, so I started out with, like, I'll hand this out when I speak and I'll explain it and people will have it. And, um, and this is not about mailing it to someone or handing it out. This is really more like you fit, you're on the phone and people are giving you referrals and you can track your referrals on it. Um, also like I used to go to a lot of mortgage companies and I'd help closing attorneys <laughs> and the mortgage guys actually make money. And so they sign their life away and then here's your referral form and they'll just give you referrals. I mean, I just did a talk for a bank and there were like a hundred people on there. And one of them, one guy decided to do the referral form, had his six oars on here and did it at a closing, got three referrals and had closed one and emailed me like a month and a half later. Hey, just want you to know it worked, but only one out of the hundred people did the work. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a go-getter, right? You're working. So you actually want to do the referral form or do the connection card. I did this because I just wanted to refine it and I'm speaking to hundreds and thousands of people. <laughs> I just printed like 5,000 of these because I had a talk to speak to 4,000 people. It's been rescheduled three times. I'll put this on their seat and you'd be amazed. I could just get stacks of them mm -hmm. and then I give them um, a free program or I'll give them a free book or product or something and, um, and people love it. So, but it's really about leading people to, think of them. I also do a cool thing where when I speak, I'll hand out, um, I should get one, you know, those fortune cookies mm -hmm. and then I'll hand everyone a fortune cookie and I'll open it and it'll say, um, and it says, uh, you will hire Tamara Bunty at your next sales conference. <laughs> and then lucky numbers is my phone number. <laughs> people come up and be like, you have to speak at our conference. Oh, here's a great conference. And so it's a fun way to get referred in. Okay. Um, but the key here, and here's where the real meat is too, is once you get the name and the cell phone number, now you need to go and you need to call the person you got referred to. But let me give you the voicemail that gives you a hundred percent callback rate. Okay. I think this, and I dare people to do this because I work with salespeople. So when I go up against like famous people, okay. And, and, uh, then there's Tamara, right. I'll, and I'll go to a company. I'll say, okay, here's how you decide who you're going to hire which sales coach is going to pick up the phone and book more appointments and whoever books more appointments is the one you should hire because nobody needs more information today. They need people that are going to take action. And so I sit down with the salespeople and say, look, you got to make 10 dials in 30 minutes. And if you can't do that, you can't make, you know, that's 10 dials, 30 minutes. You should be making 
If you're in outside sales, you should be making 40 outbound dials per day. Now I tell people, I don't care what you're selling, but if you make 10 dials a day, you'll make hundred grand a year. And that's if you barely speak English. I mean, if you barely speak English on my mobile phone, you'll make hundred grand if you call 10 people a day, but most people aren't working. They're not doing that or they're not effective at, con at, at converting on the phone. They can't set the appointment or they end up chasing people. They can't create enough value for them to want to engage in conversation, those types of things. But let me give you the voicemail. So you referred me to John. You said he was a good guy, but he was crappy at his three-point shot. Okay, so that's funny. Now, that reminded me, I got referred to a guy. Um, I got to the, this guy, Court, referred me to this guy, John. And uh, he wrote on the referral form. And I tried calling him to clarify what he wrote on the referral form because it says on here, referral name, company, cell phone number, and what do you like most about the person you're referring? So this is how you get the money, okay? This is what people need. So I'm gonna be like, I'll get, I'm gonna call John. Chances are I'm gonna get his voicemail. So I'm gonna say, hi, John, my name is Tamara, okay? With, you say your company. Let me give you my cell, 704-900-5855. That, again, that's 704-900-5855. I got your info from Steve and he told me something awesome about you. Call me, okay? Or he spoke very highly of you. Call me. Now, what's gonna happen is John's gonna call me because he's gonna wanna find out what you, Steve, said about him, okay? And sometimes he'll stalk me. He'll call me three times in a day. But this guy, um, Court, it was so funny, he referred me to this guy for business and he wrote on his referral form, I like how he looks in his bike uniform. True story, okay? So I go to call this guy, John, right? And I'm like, hey, John, uh, my name is Tamara, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I got your info from Court and he told me something really interesting about you. Call me, right? He calls me back and I'm like, start a conversation. I'm like, well, I don't really know what kind of relationship you guys have, but he said he really likes how you look in your bike uniform. Burst out laughing. They do CrossFit together, blah, blah, blah. 20 minutes later, I'm collecting a credit card number. Okay. So what I'm saying is it's all about how you do it, but the voicemail works because if I say, Hey, I got your info from Steve and he said, you're a really good guy. You have a really bad three point shot, but you're a really nice, blah, 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 blah. He would laugh, but he wouldn't necessarily call me back. There's no so you curiosity peaked, yeah. Yeah, you got to create curiosity. And so it really works when you get, you find out, remember, it's friendship first, business second. So if you find out something personal about them and then you leave the curiosity in the voice, now remember, this referral is going to be good if I make you look good. Because if I make you look good with John and John's going to be super happy that you referred him to me, then what's going to happen is John's going to call you and thank you for introducing him to me, the sales coach. Does that make sense? My necklace is <laughs> Absolutely. That makes perfect so, sense. So it's like, um, and then here's the thing. If I make you look good, guess what? You're going to send all your referrals to me for the rest of your life. It's called a referral partnership. So I tell people, look, have 25 referral partnerships a year. You have to establish the relationship. But it's really about growing on purpose and being intentional. But most people are not trained. They're smiling and dialing. They're getting the, the, the low-lying fruit. You know, they're not, they're not really winning today. And when you're in sales, you're a hunter and you know, you gotta, you gotta know what you're hunting. But if you don't know who your best client is, you'll be like, I'll take anyone that has money, but please, please. <laughs> right. You don't want that. Begging does not work. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully that makes a little sense with the referrals, but here's the thing. I dare people to try it because 
um, everything I teach people to do, I, I do myself. So it's all about how to win and build more business today. It feels like a great process to me. Um, what would you, uh, and, and pretty straightforward, right? I mean, you, you, you ask the person who's referring what you, what's something they like about them or what's something interesting about them. You get that information and then you call up and pique their, pique their curiosity by saying, Hey, they said this, they said this, and they told me something interesting about you. They told me something that they really like, they like about you, you know, give me a call and we'll talk about it. I, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And you can get referrals on cold calling too. I will get an assistant to say something nice about their boss and get the boss to call me back. I mean, there's so many cool things you can do calling today because it's, you can't sell anything if you can't talk to the decision maker. Right. And what so many salespeople are doing, like, well, I'm trying to get an introduction. And I'm like, introductions are very rarely will I ask for an introduction unless it's like super, super high up, large company, whatever I will. But chances are I'm not going to do it because I want to get the name and cell phone number so I can call them. And my job is to make them look good. But you have to tell your client that. If your client, if they say, oh, well, I'll have them call you, that means they don't trust you're going to make them look good. Okay. So referrals have nothing to do with the salesperson and making more money and more business. They have everything to do with your clients and friends looking good with their buddies and clients. So it's always about building relationships. And that's how you get not only a referral, but a referral partner at the same time. Because if you make me look good, or if I make you look good, then guess what? You're going to get all my referrals. You're my number one person I want to refer. Absolutely. Well, and this gets back to why it's so important to you know, work for a company that you really believe in their product and that you're proud of because sure. it's, uh, and, and you know, you have, it, and, I, and I've, I've gone both ways on this. Early in my career, I worked at a company where people were, were often unhappy with the product and it makes it a lot harder because things, things like this don't work. Um, whereas if you, if you're at a company where people really like the product and are really happy with it, you know, the, the, the thing pushes itself out the door and, and these skids are already greased if you just ask the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, it's, if the salesperson can handle things, if they try to push things off to customer service, that's bad news. You know, yeah. the salesperson has got, like, I can't stand it when people are like, send me like a letter with like, <laughs> like I just got new doors in my house and they're so expensive. I was like, this is crazy. Then they send me like a little glass jar of cookies. I'm like, really? It would have been better if you sent me nothing. But anyway, it was like, and, and then they asked for a five-star Google review. Now that doesn't happen. Now, when you go to ask for a referral, you should be asking for a five-star Google review as well. You can accomplish a lot in three minutes, but you better be sure that they're happy. You only ask happy people for five-star Google reviews. You don't ask mm -hmm. everybody, right? Yeah. And, um, and then you build it up because instead of me saying I'm great, then it's better to say, well, just Google Tamara, Tamara Bunty sales coach, and then you'll see hundreds of people saying I'm great. Then there's proof, right? So there's a lot of things you can be adding on and doing in your referral calls at the same time to help you build more business which is why it makes more sense to call people that already like you before you cold call. Right. Well, and, and let's dig into the steps that are between asking for the referral and actually getting a meeting with the new prospect. What, what, what happens in the process between those things? Let's see, you mentioned that you, the, the way you, the way that you don't like to just ask them to introduce you, but you want to have the number. How, how should, how should that go? How should that occur? How should that initial contact be made? Um, how do you go? How do you, what do you recommend for that? 
Well, I first say eventually everybody buys. They just don't buy when we need a commission. <laughs> That's what's frustrating, okay? Eventually everybody buys, okay? So here's the thing. If someone says no today, that doesn't mean they're going to say no next month. But what happens is I think in the sales process is that uh, people are not, um, they're, they're not prepared in the, the, the long haul of working with somebody. And usually it's because they're not organized. I can't find the number, right? Or I have to call my assistant to get the Excel spreadsheet of my fast clients, that type of thing. So when it comes to um, uh, the, the process of asking, it really is just when they're happy, you want to ask. Um, and then when you actually call that person, referrals are different. If someone, something comes in online, they need to call, I believe within that day, not even 24 hours anymore. They want to call within a few hours at the latest, but, um, referrals can be, they don't expire. I mean, I have, this is embarrassing to say, but I have hundreds of referral, referrals I haven't even called because I'm so busy that I have, I have them. But one day I was training a new sales girl for me. And then I was like, I'm going to make phone calls. And that's how I get busy. I go, I make phone calls and I called, I got a referral. It had been a year. Okay. And, um, I got booked to speak and I use that as an example. I said, you booked me to speak, but guess what? I got that referral a year ago. Referrals don't expire, right? So they never expire. So you don't have to think like, oh, I was referred. And I forgot to call. You never apologize. It's better to beg for forgiveness. You don't remind them it's been a year six months or pre COVID or any of that stuff. Um, they don't go bad, but I will tell you, there is a process for follow-up with referrals. That's really important. Same thing with prospecting. Most people call three times and stop. That's based on no statistical, statistical evidence. That's good. You have to call them five to 12 times and because eventually everybody's going to buy, but you have to have the sensory acuity to not like stalk them. Oh, I called you three times in one day and you're not interested, right? Eventually everybody buys. So you've got to drip. You gotta have that drip follow up with people. And then of course, what really works is sending gifts. Like you could send a $5 Starbucks card or something like that. People will always call you back when you send a gift. So there's a lot of different techniques that you can use when you wanna get in somewhere um, that, that, that works. But I have a whole process I give people on voicemail one through 12 throughout the year. So that's one dial a month. You know, it's not that much and that's the max. I tell anytime you get a lead, or you have a client, um, well, the client needs to be called at least once a year, but um, any prospect needs to be dialed on the phone minimum five times in a year. That, did I answer your question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that definitely answers the question. And a couple more, which is fantastic. Okay, <laughs> okay good. What about, uh, what, about the, what about social networking? How does, uh, how does social networking, how can that be leveraged in, referrals and what role does it play in referrals? Okay. So, um, I don't believe you should ask for referrals from people that don't know you. Okay. A lot of people make a cold call and ask for a referral at the end. Well, I don't want to buy, but, oh, do you know anyone else that will? Not a good idea. Okay. It's just not that smart. So, um, I say that, uh, you need to build relationships. And I think that's lacking today in this social media world because we don't meet with people. What works is calling people, talking to people on the phone. If we're going to have a meeting virtual or in person now, you need to do that. But people hide behind email too much. Um, they, they really hide because they do, they're not working. They don't know what to say. I mean, most people that come to me for help are seasoned sales reps. <clears throat> and they say, look, I've been doing this for 25 years, but I'm making good money, but I'm not near making my potential because I don't know how to do it because I haven't done it in 25 years. And they're too embarrassed to tell their boss. 
You know, I don't know how to do that. And so what I do is I say, okay, look, today's about making money, right? I'm interested in people making more money. And it comes down to picking up the phone, setting appointments, how to get those appointments to stick. Um, but you, you have to get away from the pitching people online. It's, 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 it's horrible. I mean, it actually makes me not want to work with people. When people then get defensive, oh, hey, I called you a couple of times or I emailed you a couple of times. Um, I assume you're not interested. I'm like, you're ending the sale before it ever began. And guess what? Eventually everybody buys. But if you ruin the relationship, I'm not going to buy from you. So it's really important about how you approach it and what you're doing. Right. Yeah, but people, people have got to be careful with their breakup emails, I think. Yeah, they break up, they get because it's in writing and it can't go away. It cannot go away. So just remember, you just think there's an attorney next to you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's got to be appropriate. And a four year old has to be okay hearing whatever you wrote. Let's just put it that way. They can do that. That's fine. But <clears throat> people can't hide behind email, I think. Um, uh, it's just not, you're just, you, you, you're just not going to excel. It's just not going to excel, I think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, the next section of the day is sales in 60 seconds. Quick questions, quick answers. So first question, how do you prepare for a meeting with a new prospect? I stalk them online. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's online, right? Um well, uh, you, you got to know your prospect and you've got to know what they need and you got to make sure you have a solution for them. So you better come, better come prepared with what I call stump questions, asking questions that are going to um, evaluate that you have the solution for what they need. And what would you say is the most important question sales reps should ask prospects when they're qualifying them? Well, that would be a stump question, you know, that would be, um, and they have to write that for themselves. So for example, a stump question of mine would be, you know, Steve, if I, let's say you're the manager of a company I want to get into or VP of sales, I would say, um, Hey, Steve, um, if I gave you a referral and you gave it to one of your sales reps and I said, look, my friend is interested. They need to call them. And let's say your sales rep called them three times and they didn't call back. What do you train your sales reps to say on the fourth voicemail? And most sales rep managers are like, uh, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, uh, 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 I don't know. They <laughs> call four times. Oh, well, what are you using to track their performance? Oh, well, we have three by five cards in a shoebox. You know, I mean, it's shocking what you hear today with even large companies. Mm -hmm. So you've got to have your stump questions prepared on what you're going to ask so that you can create value. Um, and people need, need to work on that. They need to have their some questions. Otherwise they ask questions that someone that's high up doesn't have time for, you know, mm -hmm. you really got to establish some value quickly. And connect, how, how does that help better? How does that better qualify a lead? Cause I see how that like, you know, gets them and want to engage with you cause you've shown some, you're showing value, but how does that all, what, what, how does that qualify them? Well, if they say to me, well, I don't have any sales reps, it's just me, <laughs> you know, then, you know, it might not be a good fit, but then I still have things people can buy for one person. You know, you always want to have something they can purchase on no matter what the spectrum is. Mm -hmm. But I think you calling, you have to know who is your client. You have to have three main areas that you work with. I mean, I do a lot with real estate, mortgage and insurance, you know, so I know their problems. I know they need me. Right. I can go in any company and I know that 
not one of them has a follow-up structure. They just don't. And so, and I solved that problem. So, and I can also say, well, do you have more than 100 emails in your email inbox? Oh my gosh, I have 96,000, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of things you can do <coughs> to qualify if your product is a fit for them. But uh, you just got to kind of know your own business and who's going to buy from you. You've got to figure that out. I mean, I just got asked to speak on a virtual event uh, for an architecture conference, but their conference has nothing to do with anything in sales. I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I'm not a good fit. You know, I mean, I could, I could help them. I've helped lots of architectural businesses get more business, but it's not ideal, right? So you just kind of have to know, you know, when you're qualifying somebody, the biggest concern is, are you talking to the right person that can make a decision? Um, I used to work for Dale Carnegie and they said, listen, Tamara, you need to remember this. Um, never, ever, 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 ever get stuck in HR. <laughs> and you always want to talk to the president of the company or the CEO, because if, if a CEO tries to send you to HR, you just tell that CEO, say, when's the last time you fired an HR person for lost profits? You know, you got to learn how to get to the right person and talk to them. So I think that's homework people need to do up front. Um, a lot of people aren't prepared with who is their clientele. It's shocking, but a lot of people don't even know. They're just throwing stuff out there and seeing what they can get. And other than selling high and referrals, what, what are some other key skills that sales reps need to be successful today? Well, I would say a big one is they need to be organized. And unfortunately, a lot of salespeople are not. Um, most salespeople don't even know how to log into their CRM and they can't find the password. I mean, it's just, it's shocking. Um, so they need to get good at voicemail. <clears throat> they need to, um, be prepared with their stump questions. They need to know, um, how to win over every objection that they get. They got to win today. I think people are just used to responding and I think people are jaded. You've got to win today. Someone's always selling somebody. So either you're selling them on why they should continue talking to you, or they're going to sell you, sell you on why they're too busy and call back in six months. Someone's always selling someone, right? Just like my kid trying to sell him to eat broccoli. I mean, I'd rather make a thousand cold calls this week. So, uh, and my son's a closer, let me tell you. Um, but uh, you've got to, uh, you, you really need to um, have a game plan. You need to be intentional today. And I think most people are not making it because they're just getting some leads from marketing and they're following up with leads, but they're not following up appropriately. They don't know how to win. And so I think the biggest thing today, what I like to do is show people, look, it's time to win and win on purpose, right? And if you don't have a playbook, like I'm not gonna go to the, the, the football team, the Panthers, and they're not just gonna throw the ball around and hope they win. They're gonna have a playbook. Does a salesperson have a playbook? So what I do is I write sales books for companies that have a lot of money, <laughs> I do it for them, or they can take my two-day class and they can write their own playbook and send it to me to review. And you got a plan. Most people don't have a plan. I mean, they can't hit a target you can't see. And, and what do you think salespeople should be thinking about daily or what's a process or a, or a thought pattern they can go through every day to become more successful? Um, I think that they have to focus on what they want and not get um, jaded if someone doesn't buy. You can't get rattled if somebody doesn't buy. Um, you know, I have some power questions. I actually just sent it to one of my classes. Um, I actually have it up when I like put my makeup on and stuff in my bathroom. It just helps redirect your focus. But when I used to work for Tony Robbins, I'll never forget, um, 
I had like my playbook. I knew what I was going to do to sell tickets, to unleash the power within. And I'll never forget, they throw you when you're new, they put you in front of people that are broke. And if one person buys, you're not so happy. If they don't, you're sad. But I perfected my presentation. And uh, I went in and I brought, I sold like $30,000 worth of tickets. And I said, that's it. What I did works and it's always going to work. The very next meeting, the next day I blanked, which means I didn't sell anything, but I didn't feel bad because I knew what, I, what I'm doing actually works. Next time brought in 40 grand in tickets and I sold more than my entire team combined. It's because my mindset was set. I wasn't trying new things every day. I knew it worked and I repeated it. And uh, you have to master that. It's better to master one thing than be a jack of all trades in 99, I think. So that makes a lot of sense. What, what would you say the best your podcast? That's what they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I keep telling people to do. Um, <laughs> what's the best sales advice you've ever received? Um, the best sales advice I ever received was when I worked for Dale Carnegie, I was fresh out of college and I'll never forget the VP said to me, he said, Tamara, um, what I'm going to tell you, you need to remember. And he said, never, ever, ever, ever turn down an opportunity to speak. Um, and actually, it's funny that I just thought of this. You brought up dentists. I went to speak for this um, group, and I knew it was going to be a bunch of struggling realtors. And I thought, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't have time for this. They, don't, they can't pay me enough to deal with these bad attitudes. I mean, it was crazy. And so anyway, I did the presentation, threw my heart into it. You know, I'm like, help these people. Of course, it's like, I worked really hard, needed a nap after that. But then two weeks later, someone worked for a dentist office part-time. And that's how I got into that dentist office, did a whole training, made up for the whole thing. So you never know. Eventually, everyone's going to buy. They're going to remember you. You got to treat everybody the same. doesn't matter if you're going to make 10 bucks or 10 million. You got to treat everybody the same. You never know where your business is going to come from. My largest client I got on a plane with a woman sitting next to me. I mean, you just never know where you're going to get your business. So. Yeah, I, I got one of my biggest deals that I won at IBM standing in the standing in the lunch line at a customer's uh, uh, customer cafeteria. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Oh, maybe not always be closing, but always be looking for deals. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, if you were going to recommend, you know, as an actionable takeaway, something that the field salespeople can, who are listening today could do as a first step towards being towards getting better at referral selling and getting more referrals what would you say that first step should be well i'm biased they should get my book it's right here <laughs> what's it called it's because not, not everyone can see the video they're listening on a podcast uh, if you say i look like my photoshop picture we'll be good friends you get a discount um, <laughs> it's called the uh, proverbs for selling mastering sales through uh prospecting referrals and discipline and um, I am a Bible girl and I love the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom. So it's how do you have discipline in your sales approach while using an approach that is actually proven to work. But I also just did a uh, four part training called Upgrade Your Sales Skills on my website. You just go to TamaraBunty.com and scroll down. You can just put your info in and you'll get all four days of that training on there. And there's meat in there. I want to get people meat. If you're going to like, like today, like, let's try something. Let's get something that actually works. So I got a lot of, a lot of info there. So. Awesome. Well, we will, we'll put all that in the, in the show notes. Um, that, that sounds super viable. Um, 
Well, this has been a great episode of the Outside Sales Talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger Maps, the number one route planner that helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less. You can get a free trial at badgermapping.com today. If anyone can think of any other sales reps that would benefit from all the wisdom about referral selling that uh, Tamara has dropped on us today here, um, share the love and forward this episode on to them. Take care until next time, everybody.